Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. I'm so glad you guys have joined me here at the intersection of faith and culture. One of my favorite guests is back on the show with me today. Dr. Mark Sherwood is live in the studio, and he's going to be coming in today and answering listener questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So, Dr. Mark Sherwood, you are back in the house. Merry Christmas. Dude, we're getting upon it now. We're into December. I know. Merry Christmas to you, too. Tis the season, and we need to understand the reason. And the reason is not, folks, to lose your mind by getting way off course with your health. God gave us health. He gave us his life so that we could live in abundant health. So let's keep that in mind through the season. I always encourage everyone with that. Yeah, it's so important. And honestly, you know, I've talked to so many people who are just stressed out by Christmas because you take a normally busy life and then you add, you know, all these things to it. You add the extra money of buying gifts. You add the the pressure of, you know, 7,000 Christmas cookies and making sure you say hi to your neighbors and maybe you're writing a Christmas letter and all the things on top of your normal life. People are stressed. Yeah, I've got a a tip and remedy for that. So I I hope everybody gets their pen out and writes this down. All right, I'm writing. I'm writing it down. Take the Christmas cheer and spread it throughout the year. (laughs) Don't cram it into a month. Christmas cheer for the year. That'll be our new motto. Christmas cheer for the year. That's right. I love it. I love it. All right, you ready to jump into listener questions with me? Yes, ma'am. All right, let's hit let's hit it up with Samantha in Oregon. She says she recently had a food allergy test done and the results are overwhelming. Dairy was extremely high, which I already knew I limit dairy. Wheat, soybean, uh, brewer's yeast, oats, cane sugar. Oh my goodness, I can't even say half this stuff. I she says I bake our own bread. I try to eat healthy. These results were overwhelming. Um, when thinking about cutting out certain foods, do you have any recommendations? My daughter has milk and egg allergies, so I'm nervous to bring eggs specifically into our home. That just sounds like a nightmare to me, honestly, trying to figure out, navigate all that stuff. Yeah, Samantha, that's a big one because when we do food allergy testing, we try to do it in um, like a least restrictive manner and then deal with more restrictive as it goes. So If your test, and I want you to write this down, Samantha, if your test has both an IgE section, which is immunoglobulin E, and an IgG section, which is immunoglobulin G, IgE is allergies, IgG is the sensitivities, you want to look at the differences between dairy examples, dairy, a sensitivity, allergy, or both. If it's an allergy, you want to think about removing it uh, more briskly or more abruptly. If the sensitivity, you want to think about rotating it. And that's a general rule because when you take a general allergy test, it's looking most of the time for just reactivity. And then you get this big old list of foods that can be overwhelming. So if you've got the option to look at either one of those, great. little poor man's way to look at it, though, in the short term. If you get some reactivity from allergy from dairy, it probably is. So I would suggest moving immediately away from the the hardcore dairy milk, right? You can still mix in some yogurt, most likely, unless you get reactivity in the gut. And then from the soy, most of it's genetic modified anyway, so good idea to remove that. And then from the wheat, if you can think about moving towards more gluten-free options, that would be good as well. So those are some ways you can navigate the waters. When in doubt, rotate every three days, meaning 
withdraw for two, you can add back the third when in doubt. If you can't have a, if you have a hard time removing foods, try to sort of rotate them like that. That's a, a tip for you. Yeah. And especially at Christmas time, I mean, that, that's a, that's an overwhelming thing to get back, right? When you're going to all the holiday Christmas parties oh, and one more. everybody's showing you all the great desserts. Yeah. One more thing people can do, um, especially if you have like a wheat or gluten allergy, and that's so common out there, right? Um, if you'll get on the website and, and you're going to type in something called wheat rescue, wheat rescue, you take that before a known gluten or wheat meal, not to say you can cheat code here with this thing, but it does block that from going south in the GI tract and breaking down. So you actually have a buffer there. It's called Wheat Rescue. If you can't find the website, just reach out to us and we got plenty on hand. We use it all the time. That's amazing. You know, um, one of my daughters just got her complete food allergy test oh, yeah. uh, done through you guys. And so I'm. we're going to be, I hope, hearing from you here pretty quick and helping her figure it out. It's really important, right, for people to kind of understand how their body is made up, what you react to. And boy, it improves the quality of life quite a bit. Yeah, it's important because today I was sharing with a, a couple this morning here in the offices that um, – frequency of consumption of the same foods all the time because we have abundance here in America can be a problem because we're made as hunter-gatherers. We're made where we're eating seasonal, but yet we've made us now where we don't eat seasonal. We eat just anything one at a time. Right. So that can create a lot of sensitivities and allergies. And then, of course, we've got genetic modification and production issues with things like Roundup. Yep, with our food. Yeah, it's terrible. Yep. So this, this is a great yep. test. Yep. People should be doing that. Yep. Anonymous in Texas. Hi, Heidi and Mark. Hello, Anonymous. Love your podcast and encouragement. I'm a homeschool mom of six. My oldest child is expecting her first baby, making us first time grandparents. We are excited, but I have concerns and questions about any shots or vaccines doctors recommended pregnant women receive. What is the medical community uh, regarding recommending regarding this and what ones are actually helpful and necessary for my daughter to get? That's a great question. Yeah. First of all, um, Anonymous in Texas, congratulations on having a basketball team plus one substitute. Good job, right? Um, really good. And congratulations on having the, yeah, I know, um, you're going to be a, a grandmother soon, so that's a wonderful thing as well. Dude, the grandma the, the grandma gig is amazing. Yeah. My, my grandkids call me Mamsy. Uh, it's the best gig on the planet. Oh it gosh. is. I need to, when I come yes. on here sometimes, I need to interrupt the broadcast and call you Mamsy right in the middle of it or something. You should. That'd be great. Yeah, you should. It's amazing. I mean, you can almost get anything you want to out of me. Just call me Mamsy. It's I'll true. You what is it? Do you want $10 for the, yeah, all right, exactly. Well, so <laughs> you need sugar cookies. Yeah, no doubt. Here's the thing, though, with, with um, you know, you anonymous in Texas, understand that I'm not a fan of just um, willy-nilly vaccine uh, all the time, because ultimately can some help? Of course. Yes. Uh, like, you know, polio vaccines and some of the things that were like, generated and studied over time. Can they help? Yeah, they can. And they always create an immune response. That's what they're supposed to do. I would be very cautious giving the vaccines while pregnant, just simply because the body is trying to adapt and get accustomed to two. You've got a lot of cellular division going on anyway. You've got a lot of nutritional um, need there. You've got a lot of these uh, cells becoming two, four, six, eight, and they've got to have direction. So if it were me, I would be looking at the highly cautious flag 
during the pregnancy because you don't know exactly mm. what response it's going to have with that um, developing fetus. Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but it feels to me like every year they have more and more and more vaccines that they want to give you. They want to give you vaccines when you're pregnant. They want to give vaccines to your newborn babies. And I think there's a lot of reasons for these young moms to be concerned and to be confused because it's confusing. It is. At last I checked, there was 66 vaccines on the CDC's website. I mean, that is like crazy. That is crazy. 40 years. That's ago, crazy. I had less than 10. So, you know, and here's a tip yeah. for moms. Yeah. If you choose to go down a vaccine route, uh, great. Just pray through each one of them. Ask God to give you yeah. peace and then spread them out. In other words, don't mm. do the thing that you're going to be pushed to do. Here's five of them. Let's get them all at once. I would say don't do that because that's going to drive the yeah. information five times more than it could. So use a little wisdom here. It's not going to hurt you to spread those things out over several months if you go down that path. Yep. Yep. So true. It's really important. This is an interesting question from a worried wife. Uh, she wrote in to say, Dr. Mark, my husband is suffering from low testosterone. We hear all the commercials, but it's way more than just sexual issues. Can you point to where we start figuring out what levels are low and how to fix them naturally? He notices exhaustion, mood swings, weight gain. Thank you so much. Well, this is a good time of year to be able to offer some encouragement to this mom. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you, uh, ma'am, being concerned about your husband because it's a big deal. When when uh, men lose their testosterone output, let's just talk honestly here, they lose their manhood. That's what it is, right? And so he's not designed to be fatigued. He's not designed to be ran down. He's designed to go out there and provide, hunt, gather, and, and be your protector. So that requires the hormone availability. I'm seeing men today in their 30s that are having lower testosterone. It's not their fault. It's because of high stress. It's because of chemicals that are environment, et cetera, you know, and it's really causing a quite a problem, you know. So with that said, you do want to get checked. Most testosterone ranges in men might range anywhere from, say, depending on what lab, 200 to 800 or whatever. Wow. You don't want to get into a situation where you go check from Dr. A and, he, and the testosterone level is 240. And he said, well, you're in range. Okay, that is not optimal. And that is not in range. If your husband's having symptoms like that, find a doctor. and You can reach out to us. We'll be glad and honored to help you that will test those and correlate appropriate replacement as indicated to alleviate all of those symptoms. And then look at not just testosterone as the um, fountain of youth, the sex drug cure and all that, because that's, that's inappropriate marketing, in my opinion. Hormones are nothing more than emails. We also have to look at how those emails are transported in the bloodstream. So we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk exercise, sleep, uh, supplementation, and hormones. And that's the kind of care that I would recommend your husband get. And that's what he needs. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey guys, I know it's hard to find books worth reading to our kids these days as the woke indoctrination folks are working really hard to deceive our kids. We know that focusing on intentional family time, teaching our kids truth and traditional values, cultivating healthy family habits, 
That's how you build a strong family. Well, Brave Books is writing books that teach faith-based values like the sanctity of life, discernment, or perseverance. And you can subscribe and receive a brand new read aloud book each month with corresponding family activities. Guys, these are high quality picture books for children and I promise your kids are gonna love them. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. Yeah, and I wanna remind listeners that your office is available and they can reach out to you by going to sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. We really appreciate it. When people use that link because it lets uh, it lets Dr. Sherwood know where you guys found out about him and it also is a blessing to me. So be sure and use that link. But uh, I have gone now, we've, we've, we've talked about this before on the show. I've been seeing Dr. Mark and his team there helping me with some issues. Like I just said, our daughter is having an allergy panel done. And a lot of people really look looking for uh, someone who is taking a, a nuanced approach. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what you guys are doing. You're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater at the Functional Medicine Institute. You're looking at the root causes of things. And that's really where healing begins, isn't it? It is. You have to meet people where they are and realize that we're not just about finding what's wrong. We are about accentuating and making better what is right. And when you look at it like that, the right becomes the wrong. And it's a, you know, that's what God does. God looks at what's right in you and he makes the right better. Who is the one that accuses you and tells you what you're doing wrong? You can see how we've got it backwards, you know, right? You go to the doctor, you want to find out what's wrong. To me, that's a demonic approach. You know, I mean, I'm just going to use a strong word right there. Do we have great acute care medicine here in America? We sure do. But do we have yeah. good preventive care? We sure don't. And so we've got to take that different approach. And I think it's critical now. That's not where the money is. Bingo. Yes, ma'am. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's that. I, I really do feel like that's a huge part of what's wrong with our medical mm-hmm. community. Christina wrote in to say she loves the podcast. So encouraging. She was diagnosed with MTHFR. We've talked about this a little bit more on the show, but it's becoming, uh, we, we're hearing about this more and more, where her body does not break down folic acid. It's very common and can cause depression and a host of other issues. Could you ask Dr. Sherwood his opinion on L-methylfolate? I don't know. You're going to understand what she's talking about. She says she takes 15 milligrams and an active B12 and any other supplements that I need. I think many people are suffering with this mutation and don't know it. And I wonder if discussing the gene mutation could help people. Well, everybody, first of all, has the gene. It's called methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. And there are two typical positions that are measured genetically. About 60% of the population has some slow function in one of those enzymes. That doesn't mean it doesn't function. It just means it slow functions. And so its whole job is to really transfer uh, folate and a methyl group to make a biochemical reaction occur in our cells that actually produce neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine. That would be kind of important for depression. That would be important. Yeah, especially coming into winter. Come on. And it helps with production of creatine to hold muscle tissue. And guess what? It also helps with giving direction to repair cells. There's a bunch of other functions, but that's it in a nutshell, kind of Cliff Notes version. When you look at helping out the system of that, you want to get a complete genetic test, not just MTHFR. There are other enzymes around there that you test because sometimes people can take L-methylfolate, which is the proper form of folate. Folic acid is the improper form. If you have an MTHFR that's slow, Folic acid is not what you want, and that is fortified in foods, just FYI. So you want to take an L-methylated folate, 
which helps it work. Dosage range on that can be up to and around at least 400 to maybe 800 micrograms, not unusual at all, okay? But I recommend everybody listening to consider getting a genetic test, maybe with us because we look at SNPs that are all around there. SNPs are single nucleotide polymorphisms, by the way, but that gives us other um, bigger picture of what's going on so that we can avert any sort of depressive issues because there's other things that are involved as well. Wow. I wonder, I'm hearing more and more about this, uh, this particular gene mutation. And I think, you know, sometimes there's a lot of things that are out there on the internet. And so, you know, we sort of go through cycles, same thing with ADHD. You and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago where it's just, you know, it's what people are talking about. And I love that you bring some sort of common sense to this and help people to sort of come down out of their tree, so to speak, and realize, Hey, there's actually help available for this and you can get it. Uh, we had a listener up North in the great country of Canada, also known as Communist Canada, unfortunately, under the rule of the dictator Justin Trudeau. But I love uh, Canada. I don't know if I told you this, Mark, but Jay and I honeymooned up there. Oh, wow. Uh, Mamsie and Jay. Jay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mamsie and Jay up in in, uh, British Columbia. It's beautiful up there. That's right. Long before. <laughs> long, long, long time ago. Uh, she has a question for you. It's winter time, right? And it's going to get real cold in Canada here pretty quick. And she says, what can I do to heal my four-month baby from eczema? It keeps spreading over his entire body. He's only being nursed. And she has cut out wheat and dairy. She's moisturized him with natural salves. And uh, she wants to know, could it be food or maybe it's the weather now that it's winter? She says now he's figured out how to scratch it. And she wants to know what you think. Boy, eczema. Yeah. Uh, that's what drove my daughter to you to come and get an allergy test. It probably is food as one angle, as sort of an upstream cause. Now, what you can do as far as a topical thing, you can go topical silver, you can go topical coconut oil. Both of those would be a little bit of a remedy there to help you uh, from the symptom standpoint. But it's probably food. If you can get a, a lab test done like a dietary antigen test up in Canada, you should. And if you if you ever go south of the border, uh, stay. No, I'm just kidding. But if you ever go south of the border, uh, <laughs> we can actually. It's hard. Dude, it is hard to get out of yeah. Canada. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. They're trying to get she's trying to get her mom and brothers out of Canada, and it is very hard. Justin's hanging on, man. He he's, is. He's, he's hanging he's, on to more people because he's got he's, less he control. Is. You know, right? That's right. But if you can, by that guy, you know, and out of Canada, even across the border town, we can get that lab done for you there. But I would look at the following things as far as culprits. I would look at wheat, dairy, soy, corn. Wheat, dairy, soy, corn. Uh, those are the typical ones. And in the dairy area, I'm also including eggs in that too. So that'd be kind of the things I would look at avoiding. Pay attention to uh, your little one. Thank you for nursing, by the way. And uh, and realize that when the eczema goes away, uh, don't just give those things up for like one day. I would say at least two weeks and see if you can see a difference. Um, I am wondering, Mark, when you talk to, you know, I'm imagining in the wintertime, you see more people with eczema, right? As the air gets drier and it gets colder. Is that, is that the, what you, what you notice? Oh yeah. We see eczema and psoriasis, those things, because look, dry air, wintertime, less moistening on the skin. And so 
Yeah. Um, I always talk about, you know, moistening the skin with things that help you. When it's like an overt thing yeah. on the outside, I will use like um, the silver. But just as a general measure, coconut oil is great because it has a little bit of antimicrobials within that. And it's very soothing and it's not going to make you all greasy and oily and it soaks right in the skin and actually can provide, provide some health benefits too. Dude, we could do an ent- we don't have time right now. We could do an entire podcast on coconut oil and the benefits oh of gosh. coconut oil. All right, last question for today is from an anonymous listener in Canada and she says, "Hi Heidi, I'm pregnant and I cannot get a good night's rest." I'm eight weeks pregnant, have not slept through one solid night since I found out I was pregnant. Wake up in the middle of the night and I stay wide awake between two and four hours each night. Uh, this sounds like anxiety to me. I have had th- oh, I have had three miscarriages recently and I'm trying to take care of myself, but not sleeping at night makes it difficult. Are there any supplements that are safe to take while pregnant that would help with this issue? Things I've already tried, no screen time in the evening, no caffeine. Um, also, she says, I don't have high levels of stress or anxiety and I have not been vaccinated. Uh, so what say you? Well, there's a few things to look at. Obviously, one of the reasons people do have miscarriages is because their progesterone and thyroid are not up to par. Okay. Progesterone, incidentally, is the hormone of sleep and anti-anxiety. So it creates relaxation. So mm. if you're a doctor, your OBGYN will test hormones. We want to make sure that your progesterone is not sinking low. I'm not sure of your age, but obviously the older one is, the more of a tendency that would be. Okay. So keep that in mind. Now notice that in the second and third trimester, again, progesterone is required to get pregnant and fertilize that egg and keep or keep it fertilized for that first trimester. But the second trimester and third, the placenta takes over and creates more and more of that progesterone. So Progesterone would be a good add potentially to what your situation is. Don't be afraid of melatonin. Melatonin is amazing. It's a great hormone to help you sleep. You should be doing that right now because it it would be classified at this stage of your life to be anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. So allow that to happen. Don't allow the fear mongering out here that says you can't do it. It's a really good thing. Start off with maybe a couple milligrams and work yourself up on that. That's something you can get over the counter, even in Canada. And you can, believe it or not, there's some things there in Canada that are still free. (laughs) But make sure that you get that up there and dose it up until you get a full night's sleep. Uh, Mom, you need to rest. Yes, come on. Be de-stressed and it'll help that baby develop better. Yeah, the rest is so important. And if you if you can, you know, fall asleep during the day, take a nap. You know, there's something yeah. about those first three months. I was always amazed whenever I was pregnant. It is amazing how something as little tiny as a brand new baby can just wipe you out. And uh, those first three months can be very, very challenging. Dr. Mark Sherwood, it is always a joy to have you here at the Heidi St. John podcast. We're going to come back in just a minute and answer a few more listener questions for happy hour today. But in the meantime, Dr. Mark, where can people find you? Yeah, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi, because that's where we can be found. And like like you said, Heidi, I want to know where people come from. And, and seriously, folks. Um, when you can get your health in the right place and bless a ministry like Heidi St. John at the same time, I don't know how I can get any better than that. I love that. I don't know either. And I lo- I'm telling you, Mark is a hope dealer. Our family sees uh, Dr. Sherwood, and I love the work that you and Michelle are doing at the Functional Medicine Institute. And don't forget, stock up on Kingdom Candy. 
I'm telling you what, you guys, uh, this yeah. is good stuff and it's back in stock, right? Yep. Coming your way too, because I promise you before we went live, I'm going to send you another couple boxes. So on your way. He knows Heidi's Heidi's running out of Kingdom Kenny, but we can't have yep. that. We cannot have that. No, we got to have that. Be- Thank you, Dr. Mark, for coming on the show. You're welcome. All right, you guys, you want more information, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for leaving these reviews for us over at iTunes. If you have a question you would like answered by my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, simply go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And we'll get your question on the air. If you're a subscriber to the show, stick around. We've got a couple more questions we're going to answer for happy hour. And for everyone else, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.